When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 5, the September 7th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. And we had a 12-4 and week. You know what that means. It's time for our victory song. Let's keep it rolling. The road 272 bets continues 12-4 and last week. 45-19 plus 24.27 units season to date. When you hold me and I'm so tight, let's go. Let's keep it rolling. Woo! I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. Here we go. Let's keep it rolling, my friends. Week 5 of the Bacon Bets podcast, September 7th. I'll do a quick recap last week's picks, and then we're going to dive right into my 16 picks for the 16 games for the NFL Week 5 slate. So obviously I've done extremely well so far this season, 12-4 and four last week, 45-19 on the season. I, I keep saying it every week. I know that I'm not just some genius handicapper that's going to hit at 70% for the entire season. Regression will come. I thought it might have been last weekend. Maybe it's going to be this weekend. Uh, but if I hit at this rate for the rest of the NFL season, then that'd be the greatest handicapping season in NFL history. So likely not going to happen, but I'll keep handicapping the same way I do. I'll keep trying. If you decide to fade me this week or the weeks to come because you think regressions, I'm due for regression, that's fair. That's your decision decision to make, but I'd much rather it if you rode along this road to 272 bets with me. I got a pretty good buffer. I mean, I'm up 24.27 units. If I finish down on the season by the time week, I guess it'll be week 18 this year. By the time week 18 comes around, that'd be rough. I could be due for a colossal collapse. It's possible. It's certainly possible. So 12 and 4 last week, my losers were. Lions money line, which in hindsight, maybe that was a stupid bet, betting on the Lions in general. Uh, what were the other two losses? Uh, the primetime game, Sunday night and Monday night, I lost both. Um, I, why can't I even think of what those are? Oh, Raiders Monday night, yeah, that was... Raiders might be due some for some regression here as well. Um, and then what was Sunday night? Sunday night was Tampa. Oh, that's right. I still feel comfortable about that Tampa Bay bet. Uh, I didn't... I knew if it was going to lose, it was because 
the Patriots defense, the Bill Belichick game plan was going to work against Tom Brady, and it did, but Tom Brady also just didn't have a good game. Underthrown guys, overthrown guys. Uh, but Bill Belichick, very interesting defensive game plan and how he slowed down Tom Brady. Uh, just th- threw out a million different defenses, just changed defensive formations almost every single play. Couldn't couldn't let Tom Brady kind of figure things out and get into into rhythm. So it's going to be interesting to see if in the future other coaches kind of adapt that defensive game plan to slow down this Bucks offense. So even though I lost that bet, I in hindsight I I, I would have done it again. I th- I think if the, if that game plays, if they if those two teams play ten times, I think Tampa covers that spread seven or eight. So I'm fine with that loss. Uh, Philadelphia was the other one. Uh, Philadelphia would have just gone for it in fourth down a few times instead of just trying to beat the Chiefs with field goals. Then there was a chance that they could have covered there as well. But I will never complain about a 12-4 and four week. Let's keep it going. I don't think I have anything else to go over. Uh, if, you, if you've if you tailed my picks, if you're winning some money, feel free to tip me. Uh, my Venmo and my Cash app are both IanMac35. That's I-A-I-N-M-A-C-35. Uh, a couple of you uh, already have. I appreciate all of, uh, all, all the people who do. I would never force you to do this. My picks are always going to be 100% free. But if you tail my picks, you win some money. The tipping option is there. So Cash App, Venmo, IanMac35, I-A-I-N-M-A-C-35. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, to all the new listeners, welcome. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this momentum going. 16 games this week. I believe it's the last week before bye week starts, so this will be the last week for a while that there'll be 16 games for 16 picks, but let's get into it. Let's get into the NFL Week 5, the September, or sorry, the October. I think earlier I called this the September 7th. This is the October 7th, time flies, October 7th episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Alright, here we go. Let's get into my week five picks starting as always on Thursday Night Football, Ram Seattle. I will say a little warning before I get into these picks. Last week, I didn't take a single total bet. It was all spreads and underdog money lines. This week, I have more totals in a single weekend than I think I've ever bet uh, last year or this year when I've been doing this uh, bet on every single game thing. So we'll see how this goes. Betting on it, only spreads last week worked out well, so maybe I'm making a mistake go to totals. But uh, I didn't like a lot of spreads, and that includes the Thursday night spread between the Rams and, and, and Seattle. I think it's set right, so instead I'm going to go with the over 54, got it at minus 110. It's a high total, but I, I think it's the right play here because I think, I mean, when you think of the Rams' defense, a lot of people are, are thinking about how good their defense is, and they have been for recent seasons, but they haven't been so far this year. They rank 18th in opponent yards per play at 5.7. Seahawks' defense has been even worse, ranking 24th in the league in opponent yards per play at 5.9, but then... On the other side of the football, both teams have had some of the most explosive offenses in the league. They're tied for second in the NFL in yards per play at 6.6. They also rank second and third in yards per completion, with the Rams averaging 13, the Seahawks averaging 12.3. So don't be afraid of this high total. Average defenses, at least so far, well, Rams average defense, Seahawks bad defense, both very good offenses, both very explosive offenses with the ability to 
score quickly, score on long bombs, and that's exactly what you want for an over bet. So I'm going Rams, I'm going Seahawks, I'm going over 54, minus 110 for Thursday Night Football. And then Sunday, got to wake up a little early to watch what might be the worst, like, apologies to any NFL fans in London who this is your NFL game that you get this year, at least the first one. I don't know if there's another one. The Jets and the Falcons, holy fuck. (laughs) What a shit show. Now, all week I was going to back my Falcons, and I won a lot record. I've been on the right side of every Falcons game every week so far this season. I bet against them the three weeks I didn't cover. I was on their money line when they beat the Giants. And all week I said I was going to bet the Falcons here. After looking at the numbers, though, I am going to take the Jets and the points here, plus three, minus 105. If the number was inside of a field goal, I might have been able to convince myself to take Atlanta. But the Jets' defense is actually a very good unit, and that's the difference maker, at least in my opinion, why I'm going to take them in the points here. With absolutely no support from their offense so far this season, the Jets are 7th in opponent yards per play, 12th in opponent yards per pass attempt, and 6th in sack percentage. I bet you never would have guessed that their pass rush is 6th in the NFL right now, but they are. And that's not good for the Falcons, who have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Not good news for Matty Ice. The Jets' defense also third and opponent third down conversion percentage. Very good third down defense. I knew their defense was solid this year. I didn't know they were that good, though. That surprised me when I started looking at the numbers. Uh, Now, the Falcons' offense is slightly better, but the Jets have played much tougher defenses so far this season, so it kind of evens out. And then last week against a poor defense in the Titans, they looked much better, like I expected they would. That was why I was on the Jets. They averaged 5.9 yards per play against that Titans' defense. So let's be honest. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the statistics, the only good unit on the football field in this matchup is the Jets' defense. So I'll back them getting three points in this one. I got a Jets plus three and minus 105. And uh, that is an early game. It starts, what, 10 o'clock, 10.30 Eastern because it's in London. And then the afternoon games are going Broncos-Steelers under 39.5 at minus 110. Low total, don't care. Give me the under here. I could not have been more right about Ben Roethlisberger this season. I've harped about it all week. I harped on it in the offseason, though. He did nothing but hurt the Steelers by coming back for another season. That, plus the fact it looks like Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to play, So Drew Locke's going to start for the Broncos. I just don't see how this game reaches 40 points. Steelers' offense stinks. Big Ben stinks. The Broncos' offense without Teddy Bridgewater stinks. And then both defenses are good. Denver's actually second in scoring defense, only allowing 12.2 points per game. Now, they have had a weak schedule. I don't think they're that good, but they're still a very good defensive unit. Steelers' 13th, allowing 23.2 points per game, but it's the opposite for them. I think they're better than what their numbers have shown so far this season. Uh, This bet, to me, is just clear as day that this is the bet right to make in this one whichever offense just decides to play better which sometimes that's what it comes down to as obvious as that sounds which offense is going to play better is going to be the one that's going to win but i good luck trying to predict which of these two bum offenses are going to are going to show up so instead of trying to predict which one is going to show up just give me the under if somehow both offenses go off and this under bet loses i won't even be upset about it so bronco steelers under 39 and a half minus 110 then we're going to the Lions, the Vikings game, and if you've watched uh, the bet-sided best bets roundtable this week, you know what my pick for this one is. This is one of my favorite bets of the week. It's Lions, Vikings, over 49.5 at minus 110. Now, if you already watched that video, um, I'll keep this short because I just don't want to repeat myself here, but I think we're getting some value on the bo- uh, on this bet because of the scores of both these teams' games last week. Make no mistake about it. 
These are two of the worst defenses in the entire National Football League. The Vikings rank 28th in, in the NFL in opponent yards per play at 6.1. Lions rank 31st, that's second last in that stat, allowing teams to gain an average of 6.6 yards per play against them. And when it comes to opponent points per play, the Lions rank dead last. Teams are averaging over half a point per play against them. That's not very good. I'll take the over in this one, over 49 and a half. I, th I think we're, we're getting some value, the fact that it's in the 40s and not in the 50s. So Lions, Vikings, over 49 and a half. The juice on that one's minus 110. Packers, Bengals, another total bet. Bear with me. If you don't like total bets, the second half of these bets are, are <laughs> more spreads. But we're going back with another total here. Packers, Bengals, under 51 and a half, minus 115. Um, the spread in this game is fascinating to me. This, to be honest might be the most fascinating game of the weekend as far as I'm interested to see what this will show for both teams. Um, and the spread's at three points. Now, I'm going to break that down a little bit and why I didn't back the spread is three points. It's right on that magic number. And no matter what side I would take on that spread, I think I'd feel stupid if I got it wrong because if I bet on the Bengals at plus three in the Packers cover, I'll think, well, that was dumb. I got too cute with the bet, like I have a few times already this season. Now, if I bet on the Packers and the Bengals cover... I'll think, well, that was dumb. I should have just trusted the stats because the stats actually lean towards the Bengals in this game. So that's kind of why I'm going to go with the under. And here are the main numbers that I'm looking at here. Um, if you, I mean, if you haven't been able to tell already, especially if you've been listening to this podcast, the, the stats that I look at first before I look at anything else is yards per play. I look at offensive yards per play and defensive yards per play. So offensive yards per play for the Bengals this season, 11th in the NFL at 5.9. Packers 22nd in the NFL in offensive yards per play at 5.2. Very interesting. Now opponent yards per play, Cincinnati 5th in the NFL at 4.8. Packers 8th at 5.2. So Bengals have the better numbers both on offense and on defense, which is probably something you wouldn't expect. But also, both defenses are significantly better than their offenses so far this season. Bengals also fifth in the NFL in opponent yards per pass attempt, so very interesting to see how they'll stack up against Aaron Rodgers. This is a fascinating, fascinating game. It's going to show us exactly how real the Bengals are. Because don't forget, the Bengals were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Joe Burrow had his knee blow up on him. Now, I, I don't know if I fully trust them just quite yet. I don't know if I'm willing to put that much faith in, in a four-game sample size for numbers and back them on just a small spread of three points against the Packers. But I'm going to take the under because I don't think the total for this game, based on those numbers, should be in the 50s. So I think we're getting a couple points of value on that. I'll take the under 51.5. I got a minus 115, but this is a very, very interesting game in my opinion. Then we're going to the Buccaneers-Dolphins. I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus 10, minus 105. I think that's the only bet you can make in this game. The Dolphins might sneakily be the worst team in the NFL. Dead last in yards per play at 4.0. Second last in points per game at 15.5. Now this is normally where I would bet on a team like the Dolphins because they're in a huge buy low spot. But I actually think people don't fully realize yet just how bad they are. Now, I, I might back them on a 10-point spread if they had a quarterback who could do anything, but they don't. They truly, truly don't. And I can't imagine how they'll be able to muster up enough offense to keep up with the Brady and the Bucks. Now, to be fair, I said that exact same thing about the Patriots' offense last week, but this is obviously a different scenario. The Dolphins' offense significantly worse than the Patriots' offense. Dolphins' defense not as good as the Patriots' defense. 
You guys know me. I love fading the public and betting on shitty teams on big spreads, but I just can't do it here. I can't find anything to just justify me doing it. Give me the Bucks minus 10 at minus 105, which speaking of the Patriots, that brings us to the next game. Patriots minus 9, minus 105 against the Texans. I'm going to say a lot of the same things I just said. Now, this bet I don't like as much because if Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback for the Texans, I'd be all over them. Davis Mills sucks. So listen to this. In the first six quarters of the season for the Texans, so game and a half, while Tyrod Taylor was healthy, the Texans scored 51 points. Uh, 37 against the Jaguars in week one, and then 14 points in the first half against the Browns. Tyrod Taylor went down. In comes Davis Mills. Since then, in the last two and a half games or 10 quarters, they have scored 16 points. (laughs) 51 points in the first game and a half, 16 points in the last two and a half games. Not good. Ugly. Some might say that's ugly. Now they face a very good Patriots defense that shut down Tom Brady for the most part last week, and Bill Bill Belichick, who is famous for shutting down rookie quarterbacks as well. The Patriots may only need to score two touchdowns to cover the spread here. It's not like the Texans' defense is good enough to keep them in it, too. The Texans' defense stinks. I hate backing the Patriots at this big of a number because the Patriots aren't really that good of a team. But without Tyrod Taylor, with Davis Mills at quarterback, this Texans team is... All-time bad. Patriots minus 9, minus 105. Then we're going to the Saints in Washington. I'm going back to a total here. I'm going to take over 44 in this one. The Saints are a confusing team, in my opinion. So is Washington to, to an extent. can hear that in the background. Is that a dirt bike? Last week we got garbage trucks. Now it's like a dirt bike or something in New York. Love it. So I'm staying away from the spread. <laughs> I want the garbage truck to make another appearance tonight. We'll see. Uh... I'm going to back the total. I'm taking over 44 here. Saints offense in terms of yards per play, not good. Near the bottom of the league, which is a big reason why I took the Giants last week. But the Saints in terms of points per play, a lot better. 11th in the NFL. Washington, on the other hand, their offense is probably better than you think because you're still, when you think of Washington, you probably still think of last year's team, which was good defense, bad offense. It's actually the opposite this season. 8th in points per play, ninth in yards per play. Taylor Heineke might actually be a good quarterback. Also, both offenses are very, very good in the red zone, which is huge for an overbet. We need touchdowns, not field goals. Saints rank second in the NFL in red zone offense. Washington is tied at sixth with the Ravens. So both offenses, top six in red zone offense. Very good sign, especially for a total that's a bit on the low end of things at 44. Don't feel comfortable about the side. I like the over 44 quite a bit, though. Then we're going to Eagles, Panthers. Moneyline underdog alert. Moneyline underdog alert taking the eagles my friends plus 165 against the panthers upset of the week pick and for those of you who have been listening since the start of the season this probably isn't isn't going to come as a surprise to you because i refuse to believe that the carolina panthers are as good as they have looked and we all have to remember that two of their three wins this season have come come against the jets and texans i don't think the pan i think the panthers are decent decent but I don't think they're as good as what they look. They didn't cover against the Cowboys last week. And I think this is going to be a great buy low spot for the Eagles, who haven't looked good in two straight games. And the main reason why I like this bet, though, is the Eagles' run game. So they rank first in the NFL. They are the best rushing team in the NFL right now in terms of yards per carry, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. And that is exactly where the Panthers' weakness on defense lies. Carolina ranks 23rd in opponent yards per carry. Teams are getting an average of 4.5. There's the garbage truck. (laughs) 
There it is. I don't know if it's good luck or bad luck. I should have went back and listened to which picks the garbage truck came by on, but uh, maybe you can do that research for yourself. There's garbage truck trip number one. We'll see if we get a second one. Uh, but running defense is exactly well, where the Panthers lack. They rank 23rd in yard, opponent yards per carry. Teams get an average of 4.5 yards on the ground against them. So if Nick Sirianni decides to run the ball, I think he's going to be able to move the ball against this Panthers defense. Give me the Eagles to pull off the upset here. And I have to say, I've been very good with my Moneyline underdog picks this season. I think the only one I've lost so far is the Lions. So Eagles plus 165. Titans-Jaguars. Titans minus 4.5, minus 110. Listen, I know I usually preach stats above, above everything else, but I can't live with myself betting on the Jaguars with how much of a shit show that organization is right now. Urban Meyer, like I've always said, like I predicted, is an absolute disaster of an NFL coach. He treats his players like kids. He thinks he's above the team. Obviously not putting in the necessary work that he has to. Didn't travel for the team. Got grinding on a girl at a bar. That this The whole team thinks he's a joke. They laughed at him when he apologized. This is a shit show. I can't bet on a team with this much turmoil going on in the locker room. I have to. If I take the Jaguars here and they, and they don't cover, they get blown out, I will feel like such an idiot. I have to take the Titans here. But I will say, for those of you who do want to know stats, there is one thing that I did find that's very interesting. Jaguars are actually one of the best teams in stopping the run in the NFL. Fifth in opponent yards per carry at 3.5. So if you want to be a contrarian, if you don't think Urban Meyer being a horny bastard is going to affect the outcome of this game, this might be the game to bet on the Jaguars. They can stop Derrick Henry. Anything can happen. Trevor Lawrence against a bad defense. Trevor Lawrence looked good last week. It's strange. But like I said, if I take the Jaguars and they get blown out, I will never forgive myself. So I have to take the Titans here. And let's hope this Jags team continues to be a shit show. We've got Bears Raiders. I am going to back the Bears plus five and a half minus one ten here. I know David Montgomery's out, but no team in the NFL gets more of their offensive yards on the ground than the Bears. 51.79% of the yards they gain come on the ground. That is first in the NFL by a wide margin. Meanwhile, the Raiders allow 4.9 yards per carry, 29th in the NFL. Not a good stylistic matchup for this Raiders defense. Now, I know the Bears offense in general has been bad. I know the Raiders offense has been good, but styles make fights, my friends. I truly believe that. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win outright, but I will take them getting five and a half points in this one. And we got another money line underdog, but this one's a small one. Browns, even money against the Chargers. Browns, my Super Bowl pick. They still aren't getting the respect they deserve, so I will keep betting on them. Like I said about the Bears and Raiders game, styles make fights. Browns, fifth in the NFL in yards per carry at 5.1. Best offensive line, in my opinion. Top three running back in Nick Chubb. And now they face a Chargers defense that is 30th in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. Teams are getting 5.3 yards per carry on them uh, against them on the ground. Now you might think, Ian, the Raiders couldn't run the ball. The Raiders had no success against the Chargers on the ground. Yeah, but the Raiders... And to be fair, I did bet on the Raiders, and that was one of the reasons why. But the Raiders aren't a great running team. Their offensive line is not a good run-blocking team. They rank near the bottom in yards per carry. Now they face a Browns team that is very good at run-blocking, very good at running the ball. Not a good matchup for the Bolts. Also, let's all gear down on crowning the Chargers team an actual contender. I'm talking to you, my friend Josh Daniels. 15th in the NFL in yards per play, 14th in the NFL in opponent yards per play. That's average. That's a definition of average. 
Now, Brandon Staley has been a fantastic coach, and they're winning games because of his coaching style, because of their willingness to go for it on fourth down. Not only go for it on fourth down, but he's very quick with his decisions, and a lot of the fourth down tries that they go for are very quick, no huddle. They don't wait and huddle for a minute. They don't call timeouts. They don't let the defense get set. Love Brandon Staley as a coach. Very jealous the Chargers got him instead of the Falcons. I wish the Falcons got him, especially because Arthur Smith has not impressed me whatsoever. But I digress. I think the Browns are a better team here. Also, Browns defense, second in opponent yards per play, seventh in opponent yards per pass attempt. Very good defensive unit. Give me the Browns at even money. And this is my favorite bet of the of the week. Browns, even money versus Chargers. I thought we were about to get the second garbage truck. I think that was I think that was a different a different vehicle though. So still waiting on that second garbage truck trip. We'll see if it comes here by the uh, by the end of the show. Giants Cowboys taking the Giants plus seven minus one ten against the Cowboys. So right now I guarantee you that you think the Cowboys offense is leagues above the Giants offense. Well, listen to this. Cowboys 7th in the NFL so far in yards per play at 6.4. The Giants are 8th, literally right behind the Cowboys at 6.2 yards per play. I bet you never would have guessed that. I wouldn't have. Before I looked at the numbers, I would have thought the Cowboys offense was leagues above the Giants offense. Not true. Also, Giants defense, 23rd in opponent yards per play at 5.9. The Cowboys are 3rd last and the NFL and opponent yards per play at 6.4. Now, I'm not going to say the Giants are better than the Cowboys. I think that'd be stupid to say. I don't believe that in the slightest. But, and also, to be fair, if I can add one more point, the Cowboys have had a much much tougher schedule to date. I recognize that as well. But, the Giants are getting a touchdown, especially considering how good they've played on the road. If you look at Daniel Jones' splits on the road compared to at home, and I think they're like 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight road games or something like that. I'll take the seven points. Giants plus seven, minus 110. Then we got 49ers, Cardinals, back in the underdog again. I'm taking 49ers plus five and a half here, minus 110. Look for the 49ers to run all over this Cardinals defense. I think that's what we're going to see this week. Now, don't forget, I was on the Cardinals last week um, against, against the Rams. But I specifically was on the Cardinals because I know where they are vulnerable is their run defense, and the Rams aren't great at running the ball. Well, the 49ers are. Arizona ranks second last in the NFL in opponent yards per carry at 5.4. Second last. As an overall defense, 49ers are better as well. They rank 11th in opponent yards per play at 5.3. Cardinals defense ranks 17th in this stat at 5.6. So yes, Kyler Murray has been fantastic. Yes, their offense is one of the best in the NFL, but there's two sides of the football, my friends. I think the 49ers offense will be able to keep pace with this Cardinals offense. So I'll back them getting the five and a half points. Now we've got Sunday Night Football. Bills plus three, minus 125 against the Chiefs. Juice isn't great, but that's what it was in my book for Bills plus three. Now I will say, the public is actually on the Bills here. The public is betting against the Chiefs for, for once, and for good reason, to be honest. But you're also going to see a lot of people taking them on the money line. I'm not going to do that. I would advise you to be careful about that because the Chiefs seem like almost every game they play in comes down to the last drive and a game where it's going to come down to the last drive, possibly, not saying it will, but possibly, I feel a lot more comfortable about taking the three points here than I would the money line. Uh, But it makes sense why the public is on the Bills and I agree with them. According to the numbers, this is literally the best defense in the NFL against the worst. 
Bills defense is first in opponent yards per play. Teams are only getting an average of four yards per play against them. Chiefs are dead last in this category. Teams are getting 6.9 yards against this Chiefs defense. So that is a difference of 2.9 yards per play. That is insane. Now, to be fair, the Bills have played four pretty bad offenses, and the Chiefs have played four pretty good pretty good offenses. The point still stands, though. I can't back the Chiefs until they can prove they can stop anyone on defense. Even the Eagles scored 30 points against them last week, and that was with the Eagles deciding to go for field goals a handful of times instead of going forward on fourth down. I'll take the Bills and the points here, plus three. Want tempted money line? I feel a lot more comfortable with the three points in this one, though. And then finally, Monday Night Football. Colts, Ravens, over 46, minus 105. So back to for one more total bet this week. With this spread being right at the mark of a touchdown when I'm recording this podcast, I don't like either side. If it was under 7, I'd probably take the Ravens. If it was over 7, I'd probably take the Colts. With it being right at 7, let's just take the over and root for the points. And one of the big reasons why I like the over here, because this is one of the rare occasions that the public is actually on the under. If you look at public splits, majority of the bets on the total is on the under. Now that's significant significant because a large majority of time, and I mean large majority of time, the public takes the over because the under is not really a fun bet to cheer for. People always think points are going to be scored. People like rooting for points. So anytime the public is on the under, it makes me lean the over. Also, these defenses are 21st and 22nd in opponent yards per play. Ravens offense is 6th in yards per play on offense. So... I mean, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't have a ton of numbers to back this up. It's sometimes I see I find there's a game on the on the slate where it's just like you look at all the numbers, you look at every angle, and there's just no angle that the numbers make an angle convincing. Like I said, if the spread was a little different, I'd probably go one way or the other. It's right on that magic number of seven. Defenses are not as good as people think. The public's on the under. I'm going to take the over 46 and the juice is minus 105, and let's just root for points on Monday Night Football. So there you have it. There are my picks. I'll give you my five best bets right now. Those are as follows. Lions, Vikings, over 49.5. Browns, even money against Chargers. Packers, Bengals, under 51.5. Bucks, minus 10 against Dolphins, and Giants, plus 7 against Cowboys. Those are my best bets, but then let me just recap all of them very quickly here. What is that, a dirt bike? (laughs) I didn't have this problem in Nova Scotia recording podcasts with all this background noise. But here we go. Rams, Seattle, over 54, minus 110. Jets, plus 3 against the Falcons, minus 105. Broncos, Steelers, under 39.5, minus 110. Lions, Vikings, over 49.5, minus 110. Packers, Bengals, under 51.5, minus 115. Buccaneers, minus 10, minus 105 against the Dolphins. Patriots, minus 9, minus 105 against Texans. Saints, Washington, over 44, minus 110. Eagles, plus 165 on the money line against Panthers. Titans, minus 4.5, minus 110 against Jaguars. Bears, plus 5.5, minus 110 against the Raiders. Browns, even money against the Chargers. Giants, plus 7, minus 110 against the Cowboys. 49ers, plus 5.5, minus 110 against the Cardinals. Bills, plus 3, minus 125 against the Chiefs. And we finish off with Colts, Ravens, over 46, minus 105. And my best bets are Lions, Vikings, over. Browns, money line, Packers, Bengals, under. Bucks, 10, Giants, plus 7. There you have it. Let's keep it rolling, friends. The road to 272 bets continues. We're, what, a third of the way into it? Uh, Four, no, 
quarter of the way into it for a yeah more like a quarter of the way into it best of luck with all your bets whether you decide to tail fade make your own picks thank you for listening subscribe and i will talk to you all next week good luck Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.